Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the three amigos. Video number one was Dion announcing retirement. Video number two was a, I don't know, hard conversation. Intervention. Yeah, between three friends about, (laughs) you know, increasing his impact and his return. It's it's time. (laughs) And then video number three is really going to be interesting because uh, I think we're going into an environment where we are either in or will be shortly a recession. I personally think this is going to be a rather long, but somewhat shallow recession because i think you know it just is i think we've got two years of pain but let's let's talk about mistakes that we have all made in recessions mistakes we have seen others make uh because there are some things that you can do really really wrong uh in a recession but first let's welcome matt to the show how you doing buddy i'm doing super awesome ready to talk about this because i i didn't know it was a topic and now i've got a bunch of ideas there you go and dion how are you Howdy. I'm doing great. Ready for round three. I was a little shocked in video number two today when we were talking about the rebranding of Matt's channel, because at the end, when the video kind of cut off and Matt was talking about shaving the beard for the rebranding, I think that was further than I was expecting him to go. <laughs> just going to just shave it all off, just be the golden dome. When I took like five or six inches off and shaved my head, my kids didn't know who I was for a day. It was a little bit traumatic for them. They're just like stranger danger, stranger danger. I was like, it's your dad. Give me a hug. <laughs> well, Dion, I must ask, because people can undoubtedly see you have an interesting name there called Zatara. And I will admit to not knowing what the hell that is. <laughs> it's it's just for the real nerds in the group that have ever seen the book, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is your favorite book or movie or something. Or... Yep. So I'll leave it at that for the nerds. There you go. Well, uh, I have not read nor seen that movie, so hence didn't know what that was. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about this. Dion, this was actually full credit. Uh, you had this suggestion. Mistakes made in a recession. Why don't we play ping pong? We'll go around one at a time. Uh, Dion, it is your topic, so you can go first. I think, honestly, the biggest mistake that people make, investors or non-investors in a recession, is looking at their microscopic world mm. based on macroscopic information. Tell me a little bit more, because that is awesome. Do you care if we have negative GDP? If your income stays the same, if your job's not impacted, if you have enough money to afford the things you're going to buy. And as an investor with a certain amount of cash flow, I've talked about this a few times before, I save a certain amount every month for the next investment, you know, somewhere between 10 and $20,000. If my expenses went up $1,000 a month, the person who's living paycheck to paycheck has to cut back. They have no other choice. I just save $1,000 less. So Look at your situation in the recession, not the recession and how it's going to impact you unless you're actually being impacted. I love that. That's, a, that's fire for number one. What do you got, Matt? Just going to have to top it. Strategically tactical thinking. Ah, tell me more. 
Okay. Those yeah, are fancy. Those are fancy words, yeah. man. Like Dion's being such a show off, right? Like he's saving up all the power and energy that he was putting into running a business. And then he's like retires two days ago. And now he's like showing up, throwing flamethrowers and smoke at me. Like, yeah, what you don't know is he's got five post-it notes <laughs> below him because he knew this was coming. <laughs> so strategically, yeah, exactly. Perfection. So strategically tactical, really what that is, is much like Dion was talking about, which is looking at the whole world out there, my strategy to execute tactically in a recession is the strategy is there's going to be plenty of workers out of work. Mm. Tactically, it's going through my portfolio and addressing the issues for far less of a cost. Mm. Certainly, you have to be well capitalized, but... Mike and I taught you how to do that. Some people how to do that. Yeah, you might and, want to do that before you lose your W-2, but. <laughs> but not at, not at five and a half percent. If it crashes to three and a half, sure. But, but again, the big key here is, is that I look at this overall strategy of, I want to, again, help people put them to work. And the benefit to me is that I'm going to get it at a far reduced rate. You know what? I'm good with that. And what's really funny is, they're good with it too, because they know that hundred percent of nothing is nothing. And so they're more than happy to work for a reduced rate. They're still going to give me the same quality of work. And I stick with the guys who, when it was great and they treated me great, I still keep, I help keep them busy. We had three contractors. We were about 50% of their business for two or three years during the really heavy, great recession. And two out of those three left. And I know that I'm going to hear from them again out of the blue and it's going to be the, the, the boohoo crew because other people stepped in their position, met my needs, met my business's needs, and now they get first opportunity. And only if they turn it down, does somebody else then get the shot. But just like for everything else we've been looking at, when, you, when it becomes far more supply than there is money chasing it, it's the opposite formula we've had for the last two years. And that means that many of those things are no longer scarce and thus the price corrects. Yeah. Man, it's, it's competing with you guys is impossible. <laughs> Jeez. So I, I'm just going to lean on my biggest, my, this is me personally, right? My, right. my largest mistakes in a recession is when I let emotion get involved. Right. Sure. I, I, do, I do a wonderful job now of focus and daily discipline, make it all about the numbers. I've had to go that way frankly, why I haven't touched the stock market in 15 years. And maybe I will if S&P gets down to 3,100 or 3,000. It's because I'm an emotional investor. My thumb or finger is always on the sell button. Um, just it's why real estate works for me. So my biggest mistakes in recession, again, when stress builds and, and all of those things happen. Um, yeah. Sometimes you, sometimes you need to unplug and walk away. Yeah. Right. Uh, so for me, the biggest thing is to understand when emotions are taking over. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that is my biggest mistakes in recession is, is yeah, just letting emotions take over. So Dion, what do you got next? Well, you really have to be careful with emotions because yes, it, maybe one of us, possibly even two of us might just quit their job someday <laughs> based on emotion. Well, two of us might have. Might have. <laughs> One on a bad day, one on a great day. Yeah, exactly. Still emotion. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the biggest mistake people make in a recession is often the biggest mistake they make when we're in a booming economy. Hmm. 
And it's this one word. <clears throat> Waiting. <laughs> In a booming economy, I'm going to wait for the crash or the correction. I'm not going to be able to buy. And I don't want to call anybody out by name, but Adam, when you say something like, I'm going to wait for interest rates to come back down because the recession makes the Fed make the rates come down so I can buy, you're forgetting about a couple of things. First, if rates do come down, it is inversely proportionate to the price. People's buying power will increase. Demand will be there because rates came back down. There's a whole bunch of people having that same thought. So in comes competition, up goes prices with your decreased rate. So if you were waiting in the last two years for prices to come down because rates were going up, you lost out. So if you're waiting for the next two years for rates to come down because prices will go up, you'll lose out. And then here's this other thing. Most investors understand the Fed will manipulate interest rates to encourage inflation, to encourage growth, to decrease you know, uh, inflation. But that's only the first step of the Fed's tools. So if you're, if you're thinking, I'm going to wait for rates to come down, so I'm going to wait, which is the mistake in a recession, it's always a good day to buy a great deal. Hunt for those great deals. But if rates do come down, so you've got your wish list now, and let's say magically prices don't go up. Mm -hmm. You're in this magical la-la land where prices don't go up, rates came down. You can buy your property. You're waiting. Michael will be able to speak to this. Matt will be able to speak to this from 2011, 2012. We've had quantitative easing for the last two years. Helicopter money raining down, printing $120 billion a month. Um, PPP loans in the millions that get forgiven. Um, stimulus, extra unemployment, extended unemployment. All these things that make money just show up. The Fed has a lot of things on their balance sheet. So the risk to lenders is low. So we don't have ninja loans. We don't have that. But we do have higher loan to value rates. We have uh, the Fannie and Freddie raised what FH, FHA loan limits could be. Well, in the next two years, while well, we start experiencing quantitative tightening, lenders will disappear. Mm -hmm. your, your, your lines of credit will be closed. Your ability to borrow. So the economic event that could cause interest rates to come down could be the economic event that makes it to where you can't borrow the money to buy the house that you waited for and missed out on cash flow the whole time yeah so waiting is a huge mistake yeah it, there really is a lending and a real estate market liquidity is drying up we've seen two non-qm lenders go out in the last two days one announced out of nowhere 500 people gone it was one of the largest uh non-qm lenders in california just done talked about it this morning on the daily financial news and i want to give you a taste of this i actually have the numbers because we have both seen some videos of a YouTube channel talking about a crash. And I'll just give you the, I have four of these. I'll just give you the first one. June of 2021, national housing crash coming. 30 to 40% nonsense. I happen to be a data geek, so I go look at the numbers. Median home price in June of 2021 was 363,000 bucks. Again, everybody has seen the Case-Shiller values chart, right? It has the big hump and it comes down and it just goes way up. And if all you do is you point at that chart, you're missing the bigger picture. Housing is a payment-based system. Mm -hmm. So for in June of 2021, median price 363, the average interest rate 2.98. <laughs> Say that again, 2.98. I did the math assuming zero down. Your payment is 1527. Wow. So just for an example of what waiting got you, 
as of May of 2022, your median home price is no longer 363. It is now 447. The average interest rate is no longer 2.98, it is now 5.91. Your payment's no longer 1527, it's now 2654. Your payment went up over a thousand dollars. And again, because I'm a data geek, I'm like, okay, how much do prices have to fall to get back to even? Prices have to fall 43% to get back to the same payment. So what the hell did waiting for a housing crash get you? There is no chance. Anybody who called a housing crash in 2021, you should unsubscribe. It was the second or third best year ever to buy a home. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. So Dion nailed it. I remember that video and it wasn't a video saying, here's the reasons why I think a crash is coming. That person specifically said, Here's the date today. I'm calling a yep. crash of 30 to 40%. And I don't want to name the channel and give them credit, but in the nick of time, people can unsubscribe and stop watching that channel. Yeah. Yeah. Nick of time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a very good, very good subtle one. So uh, Matt, uh, Matt, what do you got for the next one? Um, for me, it is <clears throat> don't wait till the bottom is in because no one knows when that is. No one knows when that is. I am shopping in Vegas. I'm not buying right now, but I can tell you, it's pretty fun to be watching the ride. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Lebo put out a video yesterday and he said he thinks that in the, you know by January to um, I think March or, or, or April of next year, mm -hmm. he thinks that his market, <clears throat> which always overblows and overcorrects Vegas, it always does this, he thinks that that market for 750 to $1.5 million homes could be down 30%. I saw that video. Yeah. I'm a buyer now. There you go. Yeah. And again, <clears throat> this is why it's kind of just going right on top of that one. It's you always have to do the work. Yes. This is a daily discipline. You have mm -hmm. to watch it change yes. and evolve, come back on, come back off. You are going to see listings that do the following thing. And I say this as someone who has already been through this environment. They're going to list a house at wish pricing. I'm going to just pick a wild ass number at 500 grand. Going to get crickets. You're going to yell at the agent. Maybe you lower it to 499, right? Because now it's under that limit, whatever. Nothing happens. You're going to see that listing come off. And then like five days later, you're going to see it come back on. What just happened? They fired the flipping agent because they blamed the agent, not the market. You are going to see wild ass things. You're going to find want to sell and need to sell. Let me tell you this much in, and I'll, Brian and I are talking 10, 15 on Friday. Um, Cause he and I are doing these series now. And um, if you bought a house in Las Vegas for 1.5 million and you want to sell, there's no chance you sell it for a million bucks. You don't have to. Right. But if you have a small business and this or in that, and you suddenly need to sell, because as Brian said in his video, you don't liquidate and conserve cash. Uh, he called something mall month of life. I thought that was genius in the video. Yeah, it's, it's just thumbnail from one to 30. If anybody wants to see it, Brian Lebo, Lebo group, um, there's going to be people that need to sell. And the person that sells a $1.5 million house for a million bucks needs to sell. That's right. Real, real quick on that piece too, is, is that just to be clear, I'm watching the market. I'm tracking the market, basically 750 to 1.5 is really where I'm looking. Yep. What I find most interesting is the wish pricing, there's discount off of that. 
<clears throat> Perfect example, 1050, one, $1 million dollars for a house. Within seven days of being on the market, they knock at 100,000 bucks down to 950. Then I'm looking at what the comps are around it. It's 850. I know they're going to lease another 100 to go and they're going to give back more because they mistimed this and they have bad strategy. So I'm now, I keep on watching that house, have another price reduction. More are coming, I promise. Because again, I look at what that property sold for in 2019, that property with no improvement since then, that property sold for 660. It's got plenty more to go. But here's the thing. No one's giving anything back. We're still not giving anything back. Even with those massive price corrections, they priced it $200,000 above what the comps were because they were completely out of touch with the market. So I don't want to hear all these crisis channels talking about how they're vindicated, <laughs> you know, because while well, I'm really vindicated now, because this is what we're seeing. Hey, dope. It's not based on the percent of decrease of the price. It's based on the realized price and almost nowhere in the country. There's a couple places that are now touching single digit declines percentage wise over what they previously sold for in those same neighborhoods, but they're giving back on the 17 plus percent that they already got or 18 plus percent that they already got this year in appreciation. So yeah, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Dion, yeah, Dion. I want to ask this before I forget. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to derail the video, but Matt, yeah. the Vegas house purchase. Yeah. It's your winter home idea. Yes. Yeah. It'll what be, are you going to so, do with it when you're not there? So that's still up for debate. That's still up for debate of if we will do like a short term rental, not like Airbnb type of thing, but do something like traveling nurses for like six months type of thing. Um, it, it, it really, it's, it's going to, there's no I'm chance a, you I'm, do that. I'm, I'm a, I was going to say, I'm a little bit like Mike, where I like, I don't like people in my space. Mm -mm. Like only my wife was allowed to approach. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I got a zone around me. So, oh. it, so it's kind of, it's, so it's kind of up in the honest answer right now is I don't have a, I don't have a final answer. Well, the reason I ask is when you settle on the one you're getting and let me know the neighborhood, I might buy one next to you. Perfect. I'm ready. I said the same thing. I, I think that would be so much fun. What I actually want to do is I want to buy, I want us to buy in the neighborhood of the crypto bros. Just take it over. Yeah. And then like literally just Become the landlord in. bros. You know, I'll be, I'll be Eddie Murphy. He can be Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and sure. I'm not sure if you know the movie, Dion, but trading places, like we just, we'll take that one. We'll take that, that one. one. We'll take that one. Well, it goes in line with the dollar bets we make. Exactly. Go. It's perfect. Oh, I mean, exactly. Totally right. agree. That is yeah. awesome. So let's do one more each. Cause again, I think there's lots of mistakes in a recession. What's the last sure. one we'll, we'll do for this one, Dion? The, the biggest mistake that people, well, not the biggest, but another huge mistake that people make in a recession is getting your advice from people who haven't lived through recession oh. cycles <laughs> in the market. And, and I'll, I'll call myself out on this. If my content was just from my investing, which I started around 2011, I would be a, the wrong person to listen to. I've spent years studying guys like you who invested before through the dot-com, through the 2008. And so my diversification of properties, my diversification of tenant base, like I wouldn't have done any of that. If the market just kept going up, I'd be, Let's just buy everything. Everything works great. Nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah. Look for advice from people who've lived through it and then use those strategies in your investing. Love that. Matt, what's your final one? My final one is if you're in a position 
uh, any sort of risk of your companies that you own and your earnings going down or life shifting on you or one of your jobs is not the most secure because you're in a hyper growth company that's got a bunch of venture capital. That's a lot of different people. And Mike and I know exactly what happens to those people during a downturn. That valuation disappears. It disappears unless you're making real money. So I would say my advice is take the opportunity to reposition yourself and downsize. Yeah. That's what, I mean, I, I, we, I expected that there was going to be the shift coming. Mm -hmm. I was early on the shift coming. And so I just said, eh, I can go a summer without something fun to drive. It's not going to kill me. I'm going to make up for that so big this winter when I'm buying whatever I want and just going, I choose you. It's going to be like somebody winning survivor because I, Mike, you and I know what this looks like. Oh yeah. We, the deals that we got, if the economy corrects like that, the deals we got were ridiculous. But I think personally, I think those deals are going to exist, not in resi. I think they're going to exist in commercial. I think commercial, I think you and I within the next two years probably have our largest buildings under contract. I agree. Purchase, not for sale. I totally agree. I, it's funny, Jonathan Twomley is my Thursday morning, and we talked about that commercial. Is, the reversion to the mean is going to spank a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So my final one is really stealing a quote from Mr. Greg Dickerson on Monday. Lots of you now have realized that good times never last. Yep. I do want to encourage you that bad times never last mm-hmm. as well. If this is your first time if you are under 40 years of age, you really haven't experienced a recession or bear market. We had that little March hiccup in 2020. That was nothing. Um, this is going to hurt. This is going to be a teaching moment. Uh, but I do want you to be to know uh, that this too shall pass. Uh, everybody who watches my channel knows uh, that I believe a lot of income was made the last two years when money rained on fools. But the next two years is about building wealth. It is about buying assets owning assets. It's about buying great deals. And one more thing, again, this, this, this could last a while. So what I'm, what I am doing is I'm doing what I did in 2010, because I can't pick the bottom either, but I can make sure every deal I do is better than the one before every deal. Like if I do a deal at nine and a half percent yield, my next deal will be above that. And then my next deal will be above that. Mm -hmm. And then at someday it will become impossible and the market will have hit bottom and bounced back. I, you can't wait for the bottom because you never know where it is. And if you do, you'll miss it. So guys, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? You can find me lumberjack landlord on YouTube and on Instagram. My live streams, 1130 AM Eastern time on Sundays. And I would say put on the extra pair of underwear because the spank of recession is painful, like pad up, be more prepared. Yeah. I like that. Dion, what about you? Right here on YouTube, Dion talk financial freedom. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Ciao.